This is Authenticated, the Diecast Collector's Podcast from Lionel Racing. The 2022 NASCAR season is in the record books. All kinds of excitement, all kinds of drama leading up to one final race weekend in Phoenix. And some memorable moments were made out in the desert to conclude the 2022 season in NASCAR. Good day, I guess we can say, depending on when you're listening to this. Good day to you. Good day to you. Good day. <laughs> this is Authenticated, episode 27. And uh, we are happy to, uh, it's kind of bittersweet. So I'll go around the room. We've got Carlene, Alex, and Michelle. And uh, we'll just talk. It's, it's bittersweet, I guess we can say, that the season is over, which is a bummer. But we made a lot of memories and a really special weekend in Phoenix. Michelle, what do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, what is your feeling now that we're, you know, a couple of days after the final checkered flag? Is it uh, weight off of our, our shoulders or is it kind of just, okay, we're ready to get this off season, get stuff pumping for 2023 now? Oh, it is bittersweet. I feel like we were just in Daytona yesterday. Mm-hmm. It went so quickly. Part of me is relieved the season's over because we get our weekends back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm a little bit sad that we won't have exciting stuff to talk about every weekend after the races. So both. That's understandable. Now, Carlene and Alex, or I'll start with Alex because she, I would say, what do you think, Michelle, on text? Maybe about 90 seconds after the drop of the soon. checkered flag. <laughs> a little too soon, I have to be honest. There was a countdown to the Bush Clash. 89 days now. 89 days. You can always count on Alex to count down immediately yeah. when the season ends to the very next race. It, it doesn't seem very long. 89 days doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it is. But I think it, it's well needed. I think Chase Elliott, after the race, we'll get into what all happened at Phoenix, but you could just tell at the end of that race, Chase did not have a good race at Phoenix, okay. but he his first quote was dodging questions about what happened on the racetrack. But his first, you know, kind of tangible quote was that he's just looking forward to not racing for a little while. He was just bitter. Well, he wanted to get it behind him, right? Like yeah. when you yeah. don't perform, you want to put it behind you. And especially when, you know, anytime that you're in a pressure situation, you are, that is your sole focus. That takes so much energy out of you. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl, if it's your championship race in NASCAR. I don't care if it's a, a job interview, whatever it is. You hype yourself up so much. And then when it's over, it's like, oh. Um, uh, you know, it's just a weight off your shoulder. So I can see a lot of these drivers, especially those championship four, not so much Joey Logano because, you know, he's going to be partying for a while. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, no matter how much they smiled through the the drama and the, you know, the pressure that they had on them on themselves, come Monday morning and, you know, later on into the week, they've I, I would imagine that they've just got to be, I'm thankful that, that is over so I can, regroup a little bit Carlene can you see that from from a driver's perspective just needing some time to just breathe a little bit oh absolutely I think there was just so much going on this season with the new cars and new tracks and new a lot that it's got to be a wait for every single guy out there that we can finally have just a little bit of refreshment time and there's a lot of stuff that's still to be determined. I know, Michelle, you were talking about how, you know, we're going to get our weekends back a little bit. And, you know, the, the on-track, you know, week to week, you know, the, the wheel that we're always in race to race and everything like that from a business perspective. But we've got some really exciting things coming up in 2023 and still a lot of things that need to be announced with drivers and teams and sponsors and stuff like that. So 
while we might not be doing, you know, that, like we said, that, that wheel of race win stuff and everything all week, we've got some really exciting weeks coming up uh, with, you know, new teams and new places, new drivers, new sponsors of diecast that we're going to be announcing here in the next few weeks. Yeah. And we really, as far as diecast goes, there really isn't an off season for us. I mean, this really turns into a busy season during the work week. It's nice for us to have weekends off. Like we can can go like do our thing on the weekend and not so much pay attention to what's happening on track, Mm -hmm. but off track, like you said, we're getting, Maybe there's tooling changes coming. Maybe there's paint schemes coming that we're excited to announce. There's mass ways we have to keep rocking in Walmart and Target. We're working on the new late model tool for Dale uh, Jr.'s uh, Bass Pro Shops car that he announced. And then additional drivers that may be joining that series. We don't know what's coming there. So we have a lot in the works that we're excited about for 2023 for sure. Before we can get too deep into 2023 stuff, we want to recap everything that happened at Phoenix. We'll get into that in just a little bit. And also for you NASCAR Authentics fans, we do have some news coming up for you uh, later on in the show as well. So I know you're going to be excited to tune in for all that. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here today, too. I think that's going to be our game plan. We're recording this far earlier than we normally do. So we each have giant jugs of caffeine of different (laughs) different flavors and and all that. So uh, we by the end of this show, we're going to be like running through walls like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah, and then just because we're going to be so jacked up. But uh, that's just going to make it that much a better show. So uh, stick around. we got a lot more uh, fun stuff to talk about, including the 2022 championship finale for the Cup Series, the Truck Series, and the Xfinity Series coming up next on Authenticated. Four drivers entered the season finale of Phoenix Raceway. Only one hoisted the championship trophy at the end of the race, and it was the winner of the race. Joey Logano took his second NASCAR Cup Series championship with that number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford Mustang for Team Penske. And, uh, man, what a performance. And We talked uh, just a minute ago about you know, the pressure and trying to be clutching when it matters. I mean, they rose to the occasion with Paul crew chief, Paul Wolf and that whole uh, number 22 team. I, I was, we always see trend is that the race winner and usually the front four drivers are going to be the four championship guys. That's, you know, historically that's usually how it's worked out, but it's never been one guy kind of puts it to him like that. You, you know, even if two, three and four ends up being two, three and four in the championship, not one guy puts it on him the way that Joey Logano did. Those guys really stepped up their game when it mattered. And, and did anybody see that coming? Because uh, I personally didn't. I did not either. I mean, the Penske boys just unloaded quick cars, not just the 22, but the 12 yeah. could keep, was the only one, I think, who could keep up with the 22 on Sunday. But, gosh, he put on such a dominant performance. But, yeah, definitely did not have that in my bingo card. Yeah, they were ready to play for sure. I mean, he won from the pole, but I think all three series winners won from the pole Yeah, at Phoenix. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe not to take anything away from Joey's win, but it could be something about that track. I think it's difficult to pass once you get out into clean air for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. But Joey wasn't messing around. And he, you know, just like Chase, he's won a championship before. Right. Um, didn't work out so well in Chase's favor, but it sure did play into Joey's favor. And he seemed calm and cool and collected um, the entire time, even in the pre-race. And he called it. I mean, yeah. he called it ahead of the race, and he sure did uh, pull through on that promise. So 
And he made history, too. He was, like, the first yes. double champion for Ford since, was it Kale Yarborough or something? You may be right about that. Yeah. I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, it's it it was really a performance, you know, and it, it bookended the season, right? So he won the first yeah. race with the next-gen car at the Clash. Now, you can't put a whole lot of stock into that, you know, and certainly back in February, we didn't put a whole lot of stock in that. It was the first time with that car. It was kind of a funky racetrack that is unlike anything else. You know, Joey wins. That's great. But that was one of those kind of like a uh, super speedway race, right? Like you didn't really know who could win. Anybody could win. Mm -hmm. So, but looking back on it in hindsight, we should have said, well, that pretty much put people on notice that that's what this was going to be Joey's Joey's year. So um, I I want to, you know, touch a little bit about Joey Logano. And I think, you know, he had a lot of. Um, just a lot of attention on him because he was so young when he ran ASA race when I think he was like 12 years old. Mark Martin caught caught wind of him. He signed a deal with Roush and then went through, you know, JGR now to Team Penske. You know, had that moniker of uh, sliced bread when he was, uh, you know, a young guy and, and the JGR thing didn't work out. He wasn't as successful in that car and, you know, they parted ways. He hooked up with Team Penske and, you know, went on to a couple of championships. Where do we put him now? Uh, you know, um, it, is he a top 25 driver in NASCAR history? Top 50? Is he Hall of Fame worthy now with two championships? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in some thoughts there, you know, kind of where Joey Logano is. Because he, the reason I'm asking this question is because he has built up a really strong resume and cup in his early 30s and kind of flies under the radar in doing so. At least that's my opinion. You know, there's other guys that do it in a flashier way than Joey does, but he quietly wins two or three races a year, whatever it might be. Now a couple championships. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Maybe down the road. I mean, he's got, like you said, he's got an impressive resume. I just think he has, you know, I mean, he's got the two championships. There are people in the Hall of Fame who don't have championships, but they just have consistent wins and finishes and everything like that. So, yeah, I'd say he's in the top 50 but maybe not Hall of Fame right after he would retire, but maybe a few years after that. Let me ask you this, because I see the other two are kind of thinking about this. What more does he have to do in order to solidify a Hall of Fame career? Oh, so I feel <laughs> more like... apparently just more, right? <laughs> yeah, right. More yeah, of yeah. It if is. he just win some more races, that'd be great. It's like his personality. I don't know. He doesn't seem like a Hall of Fame person. Again, I'm the one in the room that's kind of newer to all of it, but, like, when I think Hall of Fame, I think Kyle Busch. You know, I think the Earnhardt family. Like, people who have these big kind of images around them, and I feel, to me, Logano doesn't have that that vibe, if that's the right word that I want. But he yeah. is so consistent, and, you know, he can go and get it done, clearly, I don't know. I just don't feel like he has that kind of like rock star personality. I think he's still young though, right? Mm -hmm. So there's more to be written about his career. He's going to win more races. He's probably going to get another championship. Uh, he stays with one. Penske. So he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's got a lot, I mean, several at least years left in his career. I don't see him getting worse in the right. next couple right. of years. He's going to hit his stride and this is definitely going to give him the momentum and Pinsky's going to be supportive of him. He's got a sponsor that I would guess is going to stick around yeah. after this championship. So I think he's going to be on an upswing. 
And I think, you know, talking about, you know, Carlene, when you just mentioned that he doesn't seem like the Hall of Fame personality, right? Like he's not, he's not a rock star. He's not somebody, you know, I know he's going to do the media tour all this week and things like that, but he's not the kind of guy that, you know, NASCAR can put out there to bring in a new audience, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's, he's just Joe every guy, right? Like he's just. He just, you know, nothing, nothing against him. He's not a disruptor like Ross Chastain, right? Yeah, and and, and and he's not, um, you know, he he's not going to draw non NASCAR fans to NASCAR, you know, but still worthy. And, and I think when you look at thirty one Cup wins, thirty Xfinity wins, truck win, and, and two championships, and I put him up against a guy like Dale Jarrett or Bobby Labonte. You know, if those guys made it to the Hall of Fame right. pretty quick, I don't see how you could. I was going to say Matt Kenseth, too. He kind right. of reminds me of a Matt Kenseth almost. Right. But, you know, with two championships. Well, you know, exactly. I think, you know, I think that. The stats, you can't argue with that. Right. So <laughs> I, I think, you know, barring, like you, should, like you said, Michelle, barring him doing something out of the ordinary or that could damage his reputation or career, which I don't, you know, hey, we're all human and we can all do something stupid, but I don't think he's... Hard to see that happen. Exactly. He doesn't, you know, he's had his incidents on the racetrack and things like that. But, you know, for the most part, he's he's a pretty low-key, you know, just goes about his business kind of guy. And I think that's going to go a long way for him uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame. But... In order for Joey to get to victory lane uh, at Phoenix, he had to, uh, you know, withstand three other competitors. And certainly there was two competitors that got into one another at the racetrack that uh, kind of at least eliminated one of them from contention uh, when Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott got together with about, uh, what, maybe 110 laps to go or something like that in the race. Um Okay, uh, Alex is already giggling about this, so I think she's been waiting all day to figure out uh, to give her opinion. So we'll start with you, Alex. Oh, God. What was your take on the Ross Chase and Chase incident? Chase came down and got across Ross's nose, and Ross didn't lift because it's every man for himself in the championship. For you're out there to win a championship. Yes, Chase has won before, but again, he's going for a second one. Ross is going for his first, so. He shouldn't have to live. So I think it was just a racing incident. It was not on purpose. But I did not appreciate them keep, you know, every time Chase asked, it was like, oh, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. Yeah, but it kind of was partially your fault. Everybody wants my opinion. I want to hear more opinions before I move on. I think they were both going for it. Yep. I mean, I think, like, to your point, neither one of them is going to give another an inch because mm-hmm. they're both going for a championship. So, Absolutely. And I those mean, restarts were just nuts. Yeah, because that's really the only place you're going to make any gain in that race because of the way the track is. So you're going to go for it there. Otherwise, you're not going to gain any spots. Right. So all season long, Burton has been on the anti-Ross train, and he gave Ross, like, the not props, but he said, like, it was, yeah, gave him slack. So if Burton says that it wasn't totally his fault, then I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I will absolutely agree <laughs> to that. It was a racing deal. Could Ross have, you know, cracked the throttle a little bit and let Chase clear himself? Sure. You know, that's the gentlemanly thing to do, right? That might be what Chase does. What I didn't, you know, my only kind of, eh, really, kind of moment in that whole situation um, was after the race or, you know, you talk about chase getting told by his crew and stuff that it was all the, on the one and everything like that. At the same time, chase's dad 
didn't have the success in the championship resume because he was too nice of a guy. You know, that was that was kind of his, you know, that was his detraction from b- building up a championship resume in the Cup Series, Bill. We're talking about Bill Elliott. Because he was a, a gentleman racer in an era where there were a lot of gentleman racers, but there were also a lot of Dale Earnhardt's that didn't give a damn. They wanted to win the race. Um, Dale won seven championships. Bill didn't win any. You know, so Chase, if he was young and hungry and eager and maybe had to work a little bit harder, I guess you can say, to get to the opportunities that he's had that, like Ross does, he might have found himself in that same position that Ross was in and done the exact same thing. Now that Chase is, you know, he's a businessman, he's a successful driver, he doesn't, you know, championships still mean something, but he's not fighting for his meals every week, you know, I'll put it that way. If if the roles were reversed on Sunday, yeah, maybe Chase would have lifted a little bit to let Ross in or something. You know, maybe. Who knows? We can't know for sure. But I think they're just in two different places in their in their racing careers. So for that reason, I saw nothing wrong with what happened there. If you're an Elliott fan, yeah, you're pissed. Like I don't I don't blame you. You know, if you're a Chastain fan, you're thinking, well, it happens, you know, just you had a nose and Chase came down whatever being ross right (laughs) chastained um Mm. just want to kind of reiterate something even though you know ross did take chase out of championship contention i can definitely see as far as personality wise and i'm gonna get hate for this who's kind of like you said been handed an opportunity and who's had to work for one because at the end finishing second you know ross was not i mean he was kind of bummed he didn't win, but he was just happy to be there and Chase didn't even want to, like, bring up the incident. And that's kind of like, well, really, though? I mean, I know you're bummed you got taken out. I think that's personality, though. I think you have to give people a little slack for their personalities, too. And and Chase enters a season or enters a season finale like this expecting a championship. You know, Mr. H has proven that they are a champion. He's given them every resource to go out and win championships. Chase has done it. He's with, you know. He's expected to. Right. Ross wasn't expected to. Exactly. So, yeah, that's the difference. When you are expected to win, you know, it's like the New York Yankees this year in baseball, to use an analogy. They almost set a record for the most wins, but they were out in the second round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? When you're expected to do great things and you fail at that, you know, I hate to use the word fail, but it, it's a failure. When you have a 25% chance of winning the championship and just as good as the other three guys and you don't, that's that's falling short of your goal. Ross and them. No one would have thought they would have been there I would at have, all at the beginning of the season. Correct. And, and Ross even said that, like, we were not supposed to be here. You know, they kind of shocked the world by being there and they shocked the world by continuing to be there every single week and, you know, being in contention for wins and then having a shot. Second place finish in, in you know, in the championship and in the race. Or uh, at least, uh, you know, I don't remember if finished second or third in the race. But, um, you know, nobody was expecting that. So I, I think it's it's a little bit of that too. Um, Chase, it, yeah, certainly having that, the pedigree that he has with his dad and the relationship with, with HMS that he's had since he was, you know, racing late models, basically um, didn't have to work as hard, but you still got to perform, you know, cause Mr. H doesn't need to keep him around if he's not winning races. You know what I mean? They're, you know, just cause you're Bill Elliott's kid doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be a successful race car driver. Um, we've seen plenty of 
driver kids that haven't lived up to those expectations and some that have exceeded their dad's, you know, abilities on the racetrack. But um, let's give a shout out to Christopher Bell, too. I mean, no one expect two walk off wins this year than the third at New Hampshire to get him in the playoffs. And, and he was racing on a tough day, too. Yeah, for, for sure. And I think, um, you know, they had one bad pit stop towards the end of the race there, too, that I don't think anybody was uh, catching Joey. No, I don't, I don't think even if the other three ran perfect right. races, I don't think any of them had anything for the 22 car. Um, but it would have been, you know, had that thing with Chase not happened and had that pit stop with Christopher, maybe we could have seen one of those top four in the last few laps like we've seen so many times um, uh, to, to see that again. But, um, yeah, it, I, I would say outside of Chase, all three of those other drivers kind of – exceeded their expectations for the season. Maybe not Joey because, you know, they set the yeah. set the tone pretty early. But certainly Christopher and Ross, I can say that they passed this season with flying colors. Well, and they came through when they had to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, both Chastain and Christopher Bell at Martinsville. Yeah. Had to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That Martinsville race, we haven't had a show since then, but uh, we were all there and witnessed it and wasn't re- really sure what we witnessed with it that. It took a while to process that <laughs> right. after the race. That was amazing. Like, I I just saw a big plume of smoke and somebody up against the fence. I figured somebody's throttle hung or something like that. I didn't realize what, what it was until afterwards, and that was wild. That was wild. That right. was awesome. Right. And it went beyond nascar and that You're couldn't taking my last lap highlight <laughs> well don't tell us now well, uh, <laughs> well he's, then, if he keeps talking then I, I will stop but that was pretty damn cool i'm not gonna lie is that safe yeah, did fine. i give you enough yeah okay florida man's crazy enough to do anything yes um the race win diecast for Joey Logano's number 22, Shell Pennzoil Ford. Uh, a lot of confetti. I know that was the first thing I noticed when that car pulled into victory lane is just how much confetti flew onto that car. It was pretty impressive. I think, uh, I think you the collectors. You can even see it on TV because yeah. there was so much confetti <laughs> flying oh, around. Yeah. I'm like, man, they have added some cannons this weekend. Yes. Uh, some scrapes and things like that. So, uh, obviously, if you're a Logano fan or just want to celebrate, you know, this was a historic year for NASCAR. You know, the the newest new next-gen uh, race car, uh, some new tracks, and and I think Alex, you touched on it earlier. Just how much one of one of you two ladies uh, touched on it earlier. Just about how many new things and exciting things for this season. Yeah, it was your call. Um, that this was a year unlike any other in recent memory. So if you're going to celebrate, celebrate just a great year, the, we've got two opportunities between the race win of that 22 car and the championship diecast, which is a Shell Pennzoil car with the championship logo on the on the roof, and uh, both of those are going to be great collector's items to celebrate what was a really action-packed, I guess you can say. No matter who you're a fan of, you had highs and lows. Like, nobody, nobody went through this whole season saying... That was awesome for my driver because everybody <laughs> sucked at times. Year. Everybody sucked at times, and everybody, you know, a lot of guys went to victory lane. You know, yeah. it just a uh, crazy year. I will say real quick, um, with Joey, yes, he did win the first race of the season, but 
you know, through the season, we said the Fords were struggling and a Ford ended up winning the championship. So and Ford was out front from everyone you look at Harvick, Briscoe, Blaney. Yeah. Like yes. the Fords they showed performed. up and were ready. They might've been there at the 11th hour, but they were there. But they were there when it, when it mattered. When it counted. And they won Daytona, the duels and the 500. Yes. So they started and the strong yep. and they ended strong. Not bad. I'd say that's good analysis. That is, that is fantastic. Um, Shout out to Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to you. The only bad part is, is that it wasn't on Ford championship weekend anymore. Cause you know, know. Ford used to be so big and heavily involved in the homestead race. And you know, we, we were thinking all the last two weeks between Martinsville, we had a great RCCA event there. Uh, And then last week at Phoenix, we were thinking Phoenix is cool. And we really wish we were in Homestead right now. I was going to say something hope, about that track and yeah. being down near Miami at the oh, end I, of the season. I hope that in 2024 they go somewhere else other than Phoenix for the championship race. Yeah. See. Uh, we will see. I think there's a lot of things in, in the works for as far as scheduling goes for 2024 and beyond. And certainly with TV contracts. And there's going to be a lot of moving pieces yeah. to determine who's going where and when. Uh, the only thing that I can... I can't even say for sure. I don't think it's going to change. I think the only thing that we can be at least confident about is that the Daytona 500 will be the first race of the year, or first points race of the year. Let's hope so. And right. beyond that, I don't, <laughs> I, that, I hope so. I think most people hope so. And that's traditionally how it's always been, or at least not always, but in modern history, that's the way it's always been. We'll see. We're going to the Chicago street course for the 2024 championship. Road oh. course, whatever. <laughs> And AJ's going to win. There we go. <laughs> you heard it here first, Yikes. folks. I want to make sure that we get one quick call to the uh, to those diecast, the race win diecast of the number 22 Shell Pennzoil. will have the playoff marks just like the car had in victory lane, all the scrapes, the scuffs, the confetti and everything, plus that championship diecast, which is the uh, Shell Pennzoil car with the uh, two-time, the 2X champion logo on the uh, the roof of that car. Both are available right now, lionelracing.com and uh, 1-800-952-0708 for our call center. I didn't look, and this is a failure on my part, and I'm putting it on tape to let everybody know it's a failure. Do we have any of the dual autographs left? No, no. they're both sold out. All right, both so autographs. hopefully you they got... Went quickly. Hopefully you got your name on one of those dual autographs between with Joey and Paul Wolf. Uh, they were dual autograph. Uh, for both cars, the championship and the race win. Um, so kudos to you if you're able to get those in quickly uh, earlier this week. So uh, that, that will be an exciting addition to your collection. Let's move on now to the NASCAR Xfinity Series where Ty Gibbs won the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship, uh, also won the race. Um, want to just kind of preface uh, this conversation with certainly our our prayers and our thoughts are with the entire Gibbs family, the JGR team, Ty, his brother, his sister, um, and just on the loss of Coy Gibbs. Cause I know Coy was, uh, you know, celebrating a championship, the highest of highs uh, one evening. And then the next morning uh, we've lost him. So um, just an awful, you know, 12 hour span, I guess you can say, or, you know, the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Uh, in one overnight span uh, for that JGR organization. So, um, you know, I don't know how a team can celebrate a championship, you know, no, knowing that. But um, there will be time for that to happen, I'm sure. And, and I'm sure it's not now. Right. But, um, you know, that being said, Ty Gibbs, 
on the racetrack at least, you know, we'll kind of stick to just the, the on-track stuff. It, we knew it was going to come down to him or Noah Gregson, right? That They were the two strongest competitors all season long. And sure enough, it came down to those two drivers uh, at, at Phoenix. And for as much smack talk as we heard Noah Gregson give <laughs> Ty Gibbs leading up to the race and everything like that, nobody had anything for Ty. Yeah, I mean, I think it really came down when a friend of mine used to say to the sugar and the show enough, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> if you got it, you got it, put up or shut up. And I think it was that pit stop. Mm-hmm. Noah had it. Noah's team had it at the end. And if they really flubbed that one up. Yep. So, I mean, he got back to him, but he couldn't get to him. Right. To make a run at the end. Um, and that's really what happened. I would have liked to have seen it be a lot closer and see them battle it out. Mm-hmm. And what would Noah have done? Yeah. But, you know, with everything, like you were saying just a few seconds ago with the way it worked out, I mean, I'm glad that Ty has that memory with his dad. Yeah. Um, winning the championship, I think, you know, in the greater scheme of things, that's a good thing. And, and it's just, it was just surreal because Sunday morning, just like everybody, just checking Twitter and stuff, yeah. you start hearing rumors and you, you hear that Ty's not going to drive a car for a family emergency and everything like that. So, you know, it's a serious deal. Right. Um, whatever it was, you know, nobody knew what it was, but you knew it was bad enough for him to get out of the car. It's not good. Um, but it really hit me, and I don't know about anybody else, when I started to see the photo of Coy and Heather, yes, mom and dad, I, I with Ty yep, celebrating that championship. I mean, hours, just literally hours before yeah. their world came apart, and that and that just ruined it for me you know yeah, what i mean like I, I was a mess when i saw that i was like how do you how does that happen i was gonna I say and you know you you know that's gonna stick with ty that you know yes it was his first championship but it's always gonna bring back that memory right of what it's associated with and you gotta feel for him at that at 20 like you yeah, know it's, anybody anytime you lose a parent it it's not it sucks right like but at 20 years old you know he's a a young 20 yeah. you know what i mean yeah. he he's on the smaller end he's you know has shown some signs of immaturity and things like that which a 20 year old should you know i i did a lot he's of dumb crap when i was 20 you yeah. know um but the you know how does he how does he get through the banquet you know how does he answer those questions when they get to la and then the daytona 500 and stuff like that you know what i mean i don't know how any adult adult like our age adult could process that and put on a happy face and say the right things when, you know, when you're in a public eye, right. You know, that's, it's going to be tough. And it, the good news is hopefully, you know, between that JGR organization being around for so long and they've certainly had their fair, uh, unfair share, I guess you can say amount of tragedy in that family between, you know, JD's passing a, a handful of years ago and, you know, they're a family of faith and they've got a very strong infrastructure at that race team and things like that to hopefully help him. Cause it's not going to be just a, Hey man up, dude, go, you know, go say what you got to say. There's going to be a lot of things that need to go on in, in his space in order right. for him to get through these next few months. Well, and I, my heart goes out to Joe too. I right. mean, he's lost both of his kids, like you said, in a span of a few years. So, I mean, he's going to need support as well. Even yep. like you said, he's a strong man of faith, but even faith, I think, can't prepare you for something like that. 100%. So um, our heart goes out to them, to their family, and to that organization. For sure. Um, you know, 
that said, uh, the Ty Gibbs Championship diecast, the Interstate Batteries uh, number 54 Toyota GR Supra is available for order right now. Again, just like the Logano car has the championship logo on the roof of that car, uh, it's definitely one that you're going to want to add to your collection. Um, switch gears now to the Truck Series and... Zane Smith, kind of we talked about Joey Logano. Zane Smith probably one-upped him, actually, because he he killed him. Like, he straight mm-hmm. up just put it on him in, in that season finale. And um, th- it did the best overall driver for that st- for the season win the championship in your mind? Yes, I think so. I agree, yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty fair. And to see a guy like Zane overcome two heartbreaks – right the last two years mm-hmm. and then go to victory lane with a new team you know at front row there um you know alex i know you're pretty you know in tight with some of the folks over there at front row motorsports you know was this was this even on their radar uh, through the course of the season do you think i mean i wouldn't say no with their his two wins you know starting off in daytona kind of like joey earlier in the season and then he had the big win at coda too so, I mean, there was always a possibility, and he's been very consistent. I just know that it, it's a really big boost for their organization since they're such a small team. So, yeah, it's really good to see the little guy, you know, come out on top. And the last lap of that race was pretty exciting. It really I mean, was. there was a chance mm-hmm. for the other guys. Did you stay up to it watch off. it? Um, I fell asleep in my chair, but I did watch it the <laughs> next day. Oh, I went to bed. <laughs> I didn't even so watch the late. end. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm too old. No. <laughs> I went to bed. I didn't even watch it. That's why I thought. I tried. I really tried. I, I'm, I'm, I, will, I will get on this soapbox. I get that it's, you know, the time change for us East Coast folks and things like that. But a 10 o'clock, green, a 10 o'clock Eastern green flag for a championship race, you know, is it, it can't happen. I, I get, you know, we've been to Homestead before, you know, oh, yeah. I have not been to the championship finale at Phoenix in the last couple of years that they've had it, but I've been, we've, we've been to Homestead Multiple before times. that. Yeah. We know that that Friday is crazy from 8 a.m. until the race is over. Oh, there are cars on the racetrack, yeah. you know, between practice, qualifying race, whatever it might be on that Friday. And I'm, it's the exact same thing at Phoenix, right? And I get the time change. They got to come up with some better way than to have a championship race. If it's just a regular June race or Different something like deal. that, 10 yeah. o'clock, no problem. I, I would go to sleep because I there's nothing I can't find the next morning, right? But a championship race, you want to see what's going to happen. But, like, my 10-year-old son can't stay up past midnight to watch. You know, he's he's a big Chandler Smith fan. How that ended up, I don't know. Hey, Chandler's a great guy, but he ended up, he liked Chandler Smith and Arcus, so he was really pulling for him in the truck race. But I'm like, dude, I can't let you stay up that late. Like, you got stuff to do the next morning. I mean, you was know? it 1020 was the green flag? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. So that's, uh, I don't think I'm going out too much on a limb there, but I would say that that would probably be beneficial to all, you know, especially sponsors and advertisers yeah. and everything Everybody like that. Everybody would win in that situation. Right, so hopefully... Something changes there, and we can get a better night's sleep, uh, you know, Friday into Saturday. And thankfully, we gain an hour on Sunday, so that was nice too. But um, hopefully, we can get uh, in, into that. And um, you know, the Thor Sport teammates, Ben Rhodes, going for his second championship, and Ty Majeski also had a shot at it. And uh, Ty just tried too hard. <laughs> you know, he he was just over overworking himself. He gave it all he had. He did, and. Uh, Rhodes came up just a little bit short, and uh, Chandler Smith as well just didn't have, quite have uh, the kind of race that I think he was expecting. Um, 
and certainly that the KBM team in their final race with Toyota was hoping, you know, to go out kind of on top um, with uh, Kyle announcing the, the Chevrolet partnership and his new drivers for 2023 um, with Chandler Smith going over to Colleg next year in the Xfinity series. So, uh, but still really cool to see Zane Smith, uh, a friend of Lionel racing came to our RCCA yep. members event uh, a couple of years that. ago. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, and Joey Logano came to an RCCA event years ago too. Um, he right. rode go-karts with our RCCA members at a karting place and he killed everyone. Like well, it was like race Joey Logano and carts. <laughs> And people are like, yeah, we're going to beat him. No. Uh, heck no. no. We do not have a <laughs> no. shot to beat Logano. Even our own Thomas Dubois thought he could do it and yeah. did not have a shot. Yeah. You just are in a whole other level. And, and, uh, that's always so fun for me to listen to race fans. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> okay. So I think it's safe to say that drivers, if you want to win a championship, two out of the three this uh, weekend had come to an RCCA event and mm-hmm. met and, our members. So, I mean, there might be some secret sauce there. Uh, and, and Noah has been a friend of Lionel racing oh, and was totally. super close to the championship there. So, you know, just another three laps or maybe we would have swept Chase the Elliott weekend. Chase has been to an RCCA event. Correct. So, uh, I, I think, so, uh, PR teams and, and, and race teams that are listening, you know, if you want your driver to succeed, bring them to us. Yeah. Chris Bush was on the podcast last year, won the duel and race at Bristol this year. So look for good things from Austin Cindric and Harrison Burton. That's <laughs> came right. to our suite at Martinsville. <laughs> That's there right. You go. Just saying. Yep. I think, uh, and thank you to them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we had uh, 45 or so uh, RCCA members in a suite at Martinsville uh, for that uh, penultimate race of the 2022 NASCAR season and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a blast. You know, the, the fans up in the suite seemed to have a good time. Carlene got to mingle with race fans uh, <laughs> on, in an official capacity for the first time. And They're I'm, my favorite. I love them. They're so entertaining and they know what they're talking about. And you could just have them go on for hours and be so interested. Yes. They, if, if, I love it. If there's one it's thing that our, our collectors are is that they're passionate, 100%. you know, whether it's about their die cast or their on track stuff or whatever it might be, their families, they don't, they don't cut corners. They're like, some of the best people. They, mm-hmm. they, they really are like whatever they're, whatever their interest is, they're committed to it. Yep. And, oh my gosh, yeah. and, and they're not shy about sharing their opinions and, and, and that we was love our it. first at track event since covid right so it was really cool to see people we hadn't seen in several years and yep. get to talk to them and catch it's up f- with them again it's definitely a family yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i we, we had a great time we got to give away a lot of cool stuff in the in the fan zone too that was fun that was a blast i the amount of people like literally chasing us down was comical. You would spot them from across the fan zone and they were like beelining And at Martinsville, there's not a whole lot of places to evade people. Mm-hmm. It's so small. There was one dude who was constantly refreshing because we were giving away stuff. We'd say, hey, we're going to be at this spot at this time, you know, and, and find us on Twitter kind of deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there would be one guy who would just be looking at his phone, looking at us, looking at his phone, <laughs> looking at us. Stalking me. Uh, it, it was borderline creepy. So... <laughs> But he didn't go to the bathroom like you said that one guy did, No, right? we did not get anybody to follow that I would, was aware of, that I was okay. cognizant of, <laughs> at least, you know. No, you know, when I was using the restroom, nobody's like, hey, hey, Lionel Racing. <laughs> got a die cast for me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that didn't happen. Uh, but that's about the only thing that didn't happen because that one dude, we, Carlene and I, we even went 
like on a lap around and we intermingled with like these little girls that were dancing on stage and all their mom, <laughs> all their moms were taking pictures. So Carlene and I kind of are kind of Your randomly through. little we're, girl photos. We're, we're, oh <laughs> we're trying to lose this guy and sure enough, we're like, all right, cool. I don't see him. We put the thing out there and maybe six seconds later. Max. <laughs> yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. You say his name and he just um, appears. Yes. And it was funny because he like came up to us and was like, hey, Lionel Racing. And we're like, not disappointed but like we knew that he was kind of stalking us and so matt was like i mean all right and the guy was like hey lionel racing like yelled it again and we're like okay here's your car (laughs) he was hey he was committed he was the most um excited yes seeming enthusiastic enthusiastic. that's all you can ask yeah I saw that one dog I told you. It's, you should have given it a die cast. It was dressed as a Martinsville hot dog on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. We saw so many cute kids dress up. Someone was yes. dressed as Lightning McQueen, and his parents were uh, pit stop people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Crew members. Well, I saw that was it the, the, oh, God. It was like a duck and a T-Rex riding the Ferris wheel in the fan zone. Oh, and those blow-up suits. Race fans are interesting. Gotta love them. They keep us on our toes. And uh, you race fans who want to get that NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race win, the number 38 Michael Roberts construction Ford F-150 for Zane Smith. Uh, really cool uh, uh, paint scheme that he ran there. Um, that race win diecast is available for order, as is the championship speed code number 38 Ford F-150 for Zane Smith. Uh, again, with the uh, championship logo on it. Uh, both are available right now at lionelracing.com and by calling 1-800-952-0708 to speak to one of our friendly call center agents. And uh, also want to just give a, a shout out to our agents because they are entering prime time, right? Fourth yes, quarter. And we've got a lot of holiday gift orders coming in for diecast and certainly the trains and, uh, you know, our staff handles both, you know, so um we do ask that it maybe give a little bit of grace. You know, you might have a little longer than normal hold time if you do call in, but I promise you uh, our staff in the call center is working their tails off. And they will take good care of you when you get to them. They they will. And and, and we heard that a lot at Martinsville, too. Yes, like, you know, the, our call center agents have actually formed phone relationships with these people. Absolutely. Carly, you, you know this because you, you spent some time over <laughs> in that department. Bless you. Thank you. And, uh, um you know, there, there were people at, at the suite talking about like Sharon and, and some of our other agents and they've been calling for years, yep. never actually met them. You yep, know, yeah. it's a, but it's they a, know them. but they know their families. They know their stories. Cards it's a, get sent at birthdays and holidays. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, our, our call center staff is ready to take your order, answer your questions, whatever it might be. So, uh, give them a call 1-800-952-0708. Get those orders in. Uh, we're getting down. We got just a couple of weeks left. If you are interested in some train products, we're getting down to, uh, making sure that your orders are delivering in time for Christmas. Uh, you want to get those orders placed as quick as you can. So if you can't call in, certainly order, uh, Lionel, store.com lionelstore.com for the trains and lionelracing.com for the nascar diecast and uh we would encourage you i know the two departments in our company make up probably about 30 percent of my christmas list uh for purchases mm-hmm. that i'm going to be making so my parents are getting an elf train i love Ooh, the elf train i awesome. hope they're not listening to this uh sometimes my dad chimes in no <laughs> but they kind of already know because last year they gave me a hard time when i was working here that i didn't get a train for around the tree i didn't even think about it 
you know, I'm helping so many other customers get theirs that my family kind of went to the wayside. But this year they were like, we want a train for the tree and we're a big elf family. Oh, that's a fantastic train. I cannot With wait. the words from the movie. Yes. The, oh, yeah. And the way it was pitched to us way back when with our train team members dressing as elf and yeah. running down into oh, our meeting oh, yeah. yelling that was stuff. Awesome. That was awesome. Interesting characters over there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. We love them. Uh, again, 1-800-952-0708 and also LionelRacing.com and LionelStore.com for the train product. And of course, hit up our retail store uh, at Concord Mills too. We had a early holiday savings event this past weekend. Saw a lot of people come through the doors. Over 5,000 people came in this that's, weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, oh, that's, that's ins- wild. That's insane, really. I mean, that's a crazy amount of people. Um, and again, we talk about quality staff and I'm not saying this because I have, you know, Lionel branding on my shirt or anything like that right now, which I actually do. You do. You do. Um, but uh, I've said this on the show before you walk into that store and those are the most helpful people at the retail yeah. store. They, fantastic. they know their product. They know where things are. They can answer your question, whatever it might be, train NASCAR diecast, whatever it is, they are elite members of our team and just, uh, you know, in that industry, because we all go to a lot of stores and we get some crappy service sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I cannot say I've heard or seen anybody get even average service at that store. Yeah. I was in there on Saturday around lunchtime and they were rocking. I mean, yep. they had refurbished trains, special sale on train tables down the middle and people were going nuts. Yep. And mm-hmm. we've had, we had our best sale day ever on Saturday in the history of the store. So it beat our RCC. Yes, Dang it. it. I was so $1,500. But again, okay. they had 5,000 people in all weekend. It, so it was a big weekend. It's all good things. And uh, that's what I, t- I tell people that all the time. I was like, look, if you want to go there, it's it's worth just hanging out. You know, yeah, obviously, you I'd play love, with it. Uh, love the train to see displays. You, love to see you buy something. But I mean, even if you just, just the, the three walls of NASCAR die cast and the entire floor with train sets and box cars and track accessories and then the layouts of the trains and everything like that the kids can actually touch and feel and stuff it's very inviting it's Mm -hmm. it's an experience it's not just a a, a, you know a retail location to go buy stuff it's it's very uh it's fun to go to so check that out lionel uh retail store at concord mills uh check out lionelconcord.com we've got holiday hours coming up for black friday all the way through uh christmas time so uh definitely check out the latest hours there and uh we hope to see you uh, at that retail location here as the holidays approach. So uh, we're going to wrap things up with that segment, move on to fresh paint, let Carlene clear her throat, get her a quick drink of coffee so she's ready to bring you all the latest diecast up next on Authenticated. Just because the season's over doesn't mean we don't have some really cool diecast to tell you about in our fresh paint segment and to bring them to you now. Here's Carlene. It's me. So... <laughs> For the freshest of fresh paint, other than all the championship cars that we have already mentioned, uh, we do have the NASCAR Cup Series Championship 4-pack, the 164 scale only. It is not being offered in a 124. A lot of people have been asking that on social. It is 164 scale only. It features the Joey Logano number 22 shell Pennzoil. It will be in a liquid color, uh, and it will have the two-time championship logo on the roof. The other three will all be the schemes that they ran at the championship race. So you've got the Chastain number one track house racing, uh, the mixture of all their different sponsors. That scheme looked awesome. Their graphic designer always does such a good job, um, but it will only be available in this four pack. It will not be released on its own. 
You have the Elliott number nine Napa, the Bell number 20 DeWalt, uh, and each car will feature all the playoff branding, the playoff banner, the name banner, um, you know, exactly how they looked when they hit the track for the race. Other than those items, we've got the Suarez Princess Cruise number 99 that's currently available for pre-order. We have the Josh Berry Bass Pro late model. It looks just like the Dale Jr. one, but he will also be running it the week after Dale does. Um, so Barry will be crew chiefing it one weekend and then racing it the next. You have the Chris Busher Matt Kenseth fifth third tribute car that he ran at Martinsville. Uh, you've got the Blaney Body Armor camo car. It is a 2023 and it is covered in the black cover, uh, but it is different than the original one that was released with the white cover. Yes. It will be camo. Um, so they're not the same. So if you haven't gotten that one on pre-order, definitely go and get that. Uh, you've also got the Ross Chastain Martinsville Hail Melon, which I believe is what it's called now. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, his Checkers and Records car uh, is up for pre-order. The autographs sold out within three hours, just about. I was say two. Two. So like instant. All the other versions, the Elite, the ARC, the 164, are still available, but the autograph is gone. You also have the Christopher Bell Martinsville win, another clutch win for him that got him into the final four. That one's covered in really, really pretty purple confetti and yellow and purple are complimentary colors. And if you guys listened to the last podcast, you know how I am. And I'm really big about how the confetti looks on the car. So there you go. And last but not least, we have the Dale Jarrett 1991 Sitco MIS win, um, the Michigan International Speedway for any of you who aren't familiar with that means, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you do. Um, so that is in our NASCAR classics available in a 124 scale only. Back to you, Matt, for the weather. <laughs> I love that so much. It's gonna rain. <laughs> it really is, though. But, yeah. We have a storm coming. Hurricane yes. Nick- Nicole. Yeah, please. Is it a hurricane? Yeah. It's, yes, yeah. it is now. Storm. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It said it was gaining strength toward Florida, so. Well. Best wishes to all in the storm's path. I think it's supposed to come here Saturday, I think, or Friday or Friday. something. The weekend, yeah. Oh. I forgot my parents. Well, my mom's actually heading to Florida on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I was like, you're picking not a great weekend to do that, but I have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's all good. Thank you very much, Carlene. That was exciting. I'm, I'm, I try. I know I have at least three of those already on order. Uh, yes. So... Be like me. Order those diecasts. Yeah. I have uh, five. Ha ha. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So uh, get those at lionelracing.com, 1-800-952-0708, or other authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers. And for you NASCAR Authentics fans, we got some news and notes to bring to you just on the other side of this on Authenticated. Okay, NASCAR Authentics fans, we know uh, you are passionate about your cars. We've heard it a lot lately, and uh, we've heard it a lot since we introduced this line years ago. So, uh, And we've got uh, uh, some really cool things coming your way that I think you're going to be excited about. And, uh, you know, first things first, we want to address that we did save Wave 4. So that was nice. We got those out, and mm-hmm. we, we showcased them on video and social media. And, um, you know, everybody was eagerly anticipating that Wave. As were we, right? So we finally got it out. We teased it on the last show. We put the cars out this past week, and, you know, we heard some feedback. You know, we heard plenty of 
positive feedback. We did hear some negative feedback. You know, I mean, that's life, you know, life of a retail operation. You're not going to make everybody happy. But, uh, you know, we did hear some feedback and there's some things that we want to just address with Wave 4 now that you, you've seen them and you're going to start seeing them on the store shelves. And undoubtedly, you know, you fans are passionate about it. You're completionists. And I, I have no doubt that people are going to want to buy this Wave. You know what I mean? It's they're great cars to have. And I took them out of the package. So the cars that you see in our videos and our social media and everything like that, those are samples that we get. Uh, they're basically a production run, but they're samples that are sent to me, basically, or sent to our department for photographing purposes. Sometimes we give them away after I'm done photographing them. Sometimes we don't. So this one I actually opened up because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, you know, the Toyotas are actually on a Chevy mold. And, you know, you said you weren't going to use that PTC mold anymore and everything like that. So I said, okay, you people, let's let's find out if you're warrant, you know, your complaints are warranted and things like that. So I opened up that wave. So if you're expecting us to give that one away, ain't going to happen because I already opened them. <laughs> um, they're mine now. <laughs> uh, um, for, you know, we do want to debunk, I guess, some of the things that we've heard. The We saw a lot of people saying that the Toyota of, I think it was Truex and Kyle Busch, uh, were the yeah. two Toyotas in this wave, were built on a Chevy mold. That is false. Once you buy these cars and you open them and you feel and touch and feel that there is you know, divots and, and stuff like that in, in the, in the, where the air ducts and things like that are, are replicated in decal form, but you can actually feel the nose of the Toyota that it matches what a Toyota should feel and look like. Same thing with the Chevrolet feels. And, you know, they are, we have three separate cup series, next gen molds. One's a Toyota, one's a Chevrolet, one's a Ford, and all three are utilized in way four. So it's not just one universal one that, um, or anything like that. Um, so we want to, you know, just kind of put that to rest, okay? We also saw people brought back, you know, nothing dies on the internet, right? So they brought oh, back gosh, that yeah. tweet that we posted, you know, in the springtime, I guess, about uh, using the PTC mold um, to get more cars out to the market, uh, you know, at the end of the 2021 season, which, you know, carried over into 2022, so we brought in the additional factory that produces that, you know, the PTC that everybody's talks about, right? And to create more cars and more waves at the end of 2021. We need to get more cars out in the market, right? Everybody wants to see these cars. Everybody, you know, people can't find them. We heard at Martinsville, there was one great family that we talked to. They love collecting NASCAR Authentics. They can't find them. So in order to allow them to find them, we needed to up our production. And that's really what it comes down to. And while the PTC mold, as everybody keeps calling it, comes from one specific factory, and we are not using that same PTC mold that everybody seems to be fired up about, because those were the last generation cars. Right. These are brand new. We totally recreated. We reinvented the wheel. We rebuilt bodies for the next gen car. So while it is that same factory, it's a totally different mold. Exactly. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm a collector of these cars, just like you are. Like I said, I'm pumped up that these cars are mine now because <laughs> normally I can't get them. Um, you know, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I think we've all banged the microphone at some point today. Um, 
you know, I, I collect these things also. When I open them up, they look really good. You know, as far as the body shape and everything like that, and, and you know, I know people don't like the mold, but I per, per, uh, personally, this is only my opinion, I love the black interiors of that factory when they bailed the cars. Yeah. You know, most of the time, you know, the other factory that we use has gray interiors. Those look good, but I think the black looks better. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I have no dog in the fight. I have no say in which one it's going to be or anything like that. Just me as a collector, I think these cars look more like real race cars. So I'm pumped up about that. Um, do you want to also address that there were some, you know, we did some see some complaints with paint and decal and things like that with, with this wave. Those are being addressed. You know, I, the exact... I can't give you a specific answer uh, to how they're being addressed. You know, we are in communication with the factory. And Michelle, I know you're involved in a lot of those discussions as well. We don't want to put out a product that people don't like. Right. So when we hear feedback like this, I don't care if it's on a 24 scale, 64 scale, NASCAR Authentics, Hauler, whatever it might be, whatever, whenever we see uh, a fair amount of complaints about something, we take them seriously. We try to address them as best we can. And that, and we're in that process right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in that process with them on the paint color and a couple of the deco issues that we saw in this um, wave, which is the first one from this factory on the next-gen right. bodies. So the deco um, issues we saw immediately when you opened that sample box that you received, you brought it to our attention. And so they're doing additional steps to ensure that this doesn't happen again on the deco side. So we should be in good shape on future waves that we plan with them um, as far as addressing these issues as we see them come in. And again, bringing in this additional factory was done for the collectors to right. get more cars in more hands and more stores and then in turn more collectors' hands. And the volume that we've seen flow through Walmart and Target in the last few months of 2021, we had to have an additional factory come on board to give us Right. additional car volume so we could maintain the stock levels we needed i mean obviously nascar authentics is a popular line yeah. we love them y'all love them um, mm-hmm. and we want to grow that line and make sure that we have cars in the walmart near you and the right. target near you so to do that we've got to have more folks able to make them and this is one factory that can do it and we're willing to tool up the new next gen cars in order to get them out yeah and i mean what are we five, six weeks away from Christmas right now. So yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wave four is en route to Walmart distribution centers and, you know, mass retail distribution center. So that you should see them on stores really five soon. Five and six are coming. Five and six are on ships right now on yep. their way. Now, wave four, we had that issue where there was a backlog at the port. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. We won't know until those ships get closer to the port. Right. And that's out of our control. Correct. And, you know, hopefully the, you know, the collectors and the fans appreciated that we were, we were doing, we were keeping you posted, right? Yeah. And you guys will continue to do that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Because we want to get those, you know, five and six, since they're on their way, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. They'll be in store shelves by the holidays. Yeah. And Walmart and Target, they need those cars for holiday store sets. Right. And we know that, you know. Santa Claus is going to be getting some of those for, for my family. You know what I mean? So it, we want those cars to be in the store. So we're going to do everything that we can to get them to you and provide you with the best possible product and the most, uh, you know, conveniently available product that we can in our NASCAR Authentics line. So 
just wanted to get that out there and, uh, you know, hopefully that answers a few questions at least, you know, uh, understand we're trying to be as transparent as we can with, with some of these things. And, um, you know, undoubtedly we know that you NASCAR authentics fans are very passionate about your race cars and, and God love you for it. And we're passionate about them too. So we'll do everything that we can to, uh, get them in your hands and get them to be what you want and expect them to be just as we expect them to be as well. Um, did also want to mention too, that five and six, what, uh, wave five and wave six are on their way. We do have 10 right now waves planned for, for the year. For the year. So, and 10 may flow into next, but right. we have 10 planned and already in the process. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, there will be, 10 waves and they will be coming pretty rapid fire here. They will. Um, you know, I know we went a couple of months at least, you know, in between three and four, but now you're going to start, you're almost going to be thinking, oh my God, when is, you know, <laughs> I, how many trips to Walmart can we make? <laughs> right. So, uh, but undoubtedly you're going to be pretty excited about that stuff. But uh, as far as uh, some tangible news on NASCAR Authentics, we do want to uh, talk haulers a little bit. Um Wave three of NASCAR Authentics haulers, you're already seeing them in, their, in the stores. Chase Elliott's Napa, William Byron's Exaltus, Cindric's Freightliner, and Kyle Busch's Interstate Batteries. Uh, but wave four and five are en route. I just got those uh, within the last couple of days, wave four and five. So when I get them, that means that they're in our warehouse and then therefore getting transitioned and sent right back out to distribution center. So you can see those in stores as well. I want somebody to read these. I'm getting, running out of breath. Yeah. How about Alex does it? Because Carlina, you want to wave four and five. We're going to allow people to know ahead of time what wave four and wave five NASCAR Authentics 164 scale haulers will be, and they'll be in their stores very, very soon. Go ahead, Alex. Okay. <laughs> wave four includes Daniel Suarez's number 20 or er, his 2022 Comscope, a Brad Keselowski 2022 Violet Defense the Eric Jones 2022 Air Force, and the Ryan Blaney 2022 Advanced Auto Parts. And wave five is Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s Irish Spring, Kevin Harvick's Hunt Brothers Pizza, Chase Elliott's Lumar, and Noah Gregson's Wendy's. Exciting stuff. You can get those at your local mass retailer as well as the Lionel store. Uh, as we get them uh, here in the warehouse, we get them turned around and back to the retail store uh, relatively quickly as well. So definitely want to get those uh, into your collections as well. That'll wrap up our NASCAR Authentic segment. We're going to talk our last lap highlights and some other exciting things uh, to wrap up today's show. Coming up next. Let's wrap things up on today's show with our last lap highlight of the week. Of course, we always talk about what's new in diecast or what our what our favorite thing about the week in diecast and NASCAR in general uh, has been. And uh, we'll start with Michelle. What do you got, Oh, Michelle? I'm excited. Yes. I was really happy to find out that Jimmy Johnson is going to be back in NASCAR yep. next year, that he's, uh, I guess, joining, going to be part owner of Petty GMS. And part of that deal is he's going to be driving for them in 2023, multiple races, beginning with the Daytona 500. We met with the VP of Licensing and Merchandising, Jim Hannigan, this week to talk about that. And that team's excited. They're going to have... You know, the two living seven-time champs, yeah. Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson on their team, which gives them a lot of uh, pull as far as bringing new sponsors. And uh, we get to make a current Jimmy Johnson diecast again. So um, that's really exciting for us. So 
looking forward to see what uh, where that takes us and where that t- takes that team next year. Yeah, that, that, that's really exciting. Like, yeah. you know, Jimmy coming back and then joining with Richard Petty is just really cool. And certainly with Maury Gallagher, they're they're not cutting any corners, right? They, no. they are fully committed to being a championship team. So adding Jimmy to that fold is going to be something really special. And how he can mentor Eric and Noah Gregson, I think, is yeah. going to be cool to watch. That'll be, that'll be, be fun. Top house team next year, I think. That'll be a... I yeah. hope so. I, I, I hope so. Definitely wants to watch. Yeah. Alex, what's your last lap highlight? <laughs> Shocker. Ross Chastain. Um, Come on. What? I know. Um, so we didn't do a podcast after Martinsville, but I just want to talk about real quick that Hell Melon move and how it went viral and put NASCAR back on the map for a positive reason. So that was cool to see it on everything, including number one on SportsCenter. And the diecast is actually on its way to being one of our top sellers for 2022. We will put that list out mm-hmm. mid-December, our top 10. So uh, we will see how that trends. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. That's another one I got on order. Oh, yeah. The team is excited for that one. Yep. How, how quick did I leave the suite? You sprinted. <laughs> I wish I could have been there to see you run because uh, I heard I it I mean, was it was awesome. It was so great that we were there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was very thankful to be there that day because, you know, we were able to get reference photos. We were able to just say, you know, it's going to be one of those years from now where you're going to say we were there that when that happened. Well, right? and when you came back and you showed us the photos on your phone and you could see like the concrete from the wall embedded yeah. in his tires. Yes. yes. I mean, you really got a sense of how dangerous that was for right. him to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. He pulled it off. It was, it, it, it was fun. That just put an exclamation point on what was a really fun weekend in Martinsville. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we were there. Glad we were able to do a lot of cool things while we were there too. The move uh, of the century. Of the century. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We still got Does like this... 78 more years of this century. Well, it'll be going on for the next 75. <laughs> so there you go. Boom. All right. Mic drop. <laughs> there with the pass and the grass, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right, Carl, what was your last lap highlight? All right, so my last lap highlight is kind of a mixture of Martinsville and Phoenix because if you guys listened to the last podcast, I was all about Chase Briscoe making it to the championship four. And though he did not... He was leading at Martinsville there for a hot second, and everyone who was around me in that suite saw the anxiety on my face Yes, of how badly I wanted him to finish up there. Um, unfortunately, he didn't make it, but then at Phoenix, he you know still showed that he is a top contender um, and ran up there at Phoenix just about the entire race. So I was quite happy to see that 14 doing well. It was... It was a good way to end for that team, for sure. And uh, my last lap highlight is a toot of our own horn for coming out with the new Dale Jr. late model on the new late Amen. model body. Mm-hmm. Um, Good work, team. Because, yeah, I'm a short track guy, right? So oh, there it is. Oh, I mean, Count it. look. <laughs> Tally I, mark. I annoyed people probably with how, I'm sure I do annoy people with how much I talk about short track racing. Yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it, but. Yeah, hint uh, your birthday gift. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Alex was, you know, that was that was very nice. But I want to um, you know, we heard when we came out that Sundrop car how it, you know, it's going to be on the older tool and everything like that, which you know, honestly still looks a good bit like a late model, but um that Sundrop car was still going to be produced on the old mold or the old style uh Chevrolet body. 
but this new Bass Pro Shops gold car that looks like one of his old man's cars uh, on the new late model body um, is just going to be really cool. And that opens up a lot of doors, too, because we know that there's short track drivers that race cars that look just like that yeah. all around the country. There's mm-hmm. thousands of them. And, you know, I know our team's going to leave no stone unturned unturn to try to sell more than just Dale Jr. late models. Right. Right. There, there's a lot of opportunities um, beyond Dale Jr., certainly, to utilize this new diecast body. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I, you know, kudos to everybody involved. And uh, we've worked hand in hand with a lot of different partners and things like that to, to get the technology in order to get the body you know, designed right and, you know, looking the right way, trade dress, everything like that. So um, kudos to everybody involved in that. And I'm really excited to see how those are going to look. You know, those cars are going to take a little bit extra time because we've got to tool it up and everything like that. It's right. going to be, it'll you know, be a process. Right. It'll be August, I think, is kind of what we're, pre- you know, predicting right now. And yeah, the delivery for Dale and Josh's. Right. That's mm-hmm. all, you know, could be a moving target, but at least that's kind of where we're projecting it right now. So, uh, and we're doing 24s and 64s, yeah. which is cool. I think the 64 is going to be really big, especially with some of the smaller teams and stuff like that. You know, some of the family run teams because, you know, that's easier to, Right. Getting people's hands. Right. So um, really excited. Kudos to everybody for that. And uh, that's going to wrap things up here today. So uh, good show, everybody. Thank you very much for your time this early in the morning. Hope everybody. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) I will do my best to not do it this early. (laughs) Uh, But uh, thank you all for tuning in. We will continue through the course of the off season with shows and uh, try to get some drivers and some uh, personalities from uh, both liner racing and the NASCAR industry as a whole into our studio for more shows as the off season goes on. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. We will catch you out down the road on Authenticated. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan.